Hello, everyone, and thanks again for tuning in to the latest edition of Fran Coach's Franchising 101 podcast. I'm Tim Parmeter, founder and CEO of Fran Coach, and your podcast host. Uh, today, we're going to be welcoming one of our franchise partners um, in this incredibly super duper sexy business that they're going to talk to us about, uh, but is 100% uh, low cost of entry, recession proof. And you guys know me, I don't like saying proof after a recession, but this is definitely that. Um, and just an amazing concept uh, to be able to talk about. But first, a quick reminder of who we are. Um, a Fran Coach has partnered with well over 600 of the top franchisors in the country, spanning nearly 70 industries. Our goal is to help clients find the absolute best franchise for them to own. And the goal of the Franchise at 101 podcast series is to simply properly educate people on all aspects of franchise ownership. That's us. Now let's get to the good stuff. This brand is so amazing. We can't have one person. We need two people to talk to us today. Um, and we have uh, with us is the Director of Franchise Development and the Vice President of Franchise Development uh, for our featured franchise, which is Bio One. So please welcome Miss Stephanie Ruby and Mr. Mike Miller. Guys, how are you? Good. Thanks for having us, Tim. Very good. Thanks, Tim. Excited to be here. Okay. So Stephanie, I think this is your uh, second uh, appearance on the Franchising 101 podcast. So after three, you get a little certificate. And after five, there's like the members only jacket. So just saying. I'll hang the certificate right here, <laughs> just like right behind. Yeah. Right here. Was, so everybody yeah. can see it. Perfect. Perfect. Well, let's make let's make that happen. Um, and Mike, you're a slacker. This is your first time uh, here, but uh, old friends both. So glad to have you guys both here. And um, we're going to talk about this franchise called Bio One. And I've got a lot of questions because I have some of my own curiosities and things that I want to learn and definitely be able to share with everybody. But um, let's just talk like, what is it? What are these services um, that you guys provide? And then we'll really get into what it's like being an owner. So tell us a little bit about Bio One. Sure. So Bio One, we do biohazard cleanup. Uh, so you could almost look at it as though we do everything that nobody else wants to do. Uh, biohazard, crime scene, hoarding, fentanyl and meth lab cleanup, homeless encampments, rodent droppings. Again, our owners, they send technicians in there to clean up things that nobody else are willing to do. And you know, I love the pretty brands, Tim. So I yes. think you go back with me to my junk hauling days. So junk hauling, pest control, now I'm bio one. Uh, I couldn't be more excited to be here because, you know, sometimes the less attractive the uh, widget, well, a lot of the times the higher the profit margins and the higher the tickets and the quicker the ramp. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, so, there's natural evolution there for you. Uh, from hauling junk to pest control into what we're doing today. And just to, to touch on what a little bit more about Bio One is, you know, Stephanie outlined a few categories that our owners are are in day in and day out. But I think the, the important message to take from this is the number of revenue streams that are available to a franchise owner. You do not have to be siloed into medical waste cleanup or meth cleanup or fentanyl lab. Um, you as an owner can have your crew or several crews 
that will go out to various different types of jobs. And a lot of these, Tim, are are run through insurance companies. Um, So the nature of what happens to the client is emergency type um, type scenarios, but not for us. It usually processes through insurance and then we schedule the call. So for that, the bio one owner spends a lot of time in traditional business hours at Monday through Friday. Gotcha. So maybe I'm the only person that's ever asked you guys this question, but how often are these things going on, right? Like I'm not, you know, I watch Breaking Bad, right? So I get, you know, from, from that standpoint, and I know when I when I go to the pharmacy to buy Sudafed, it's ridiculously difficult for me to buy Sudafed, right? Um, but beyond that, I don't know anything about meth. I don't know anything about these things. Um, how like can you kind of give us some gauge? And maybe that's kind of a dumb question, but I'm I'm guessing there's no way I'm the only person that's wondered that. How often are these things going on for your owners? Yeah, statistically speaking, we award territories based on population size. So that statistically speaking, they're going to have our franchise owners will have an opportunity to answer the call to one or many of these jobs, typically on a daily basis. When you look at our population size of 500 to 750,000 people that contains a certain amount of households, businesses, et cetera, um, where there's just a, a probability that this is going to happen routinely on a daily basis. So um, what's the, I think the better question to ask is not how often this happens, but how often is, is the bio one owner called upon? And I think that goes back to the day in the life of the owner and how much they are, um, they are pushing the bio one services to their, uh, referral ser- or referral type, uh, service folks. Which, which kind of leads us to the next thing to, to that owner, right? So the, and you already mentioned this, right? They're not out in the typically spending their day in the hazmat suit doing whatever needs to be done. What does a day in the life look like for a bio one owner? Yeah, we want relationship builders. We want people who are going to spend time in the community. One that we actually, our motto is help first, business second. And we really do mean that. And from all of our franchise owners, the one word that keeps coming up over and over and over again is the community component. And so we want people who are going to build relationships with police, firemen, EMT, coroners, uh, estate lawyers, pest control companies, right? So our owners are really spending a lot of time integrating themselves in the community because the reality is that when something happens, we need them to think bio one first. I kind of break it down the role into two things, relationship building and making sure they have technicians. Yeah, it's hard to sell this service, right? I, I can't call you, Tim, and say, hey, do you need some biohazard ser- uh, removal services? Um, but as, as a franchise owner, I can get in front of insurance companies. I can get into even some of the maid services, right? Like the franchise maid services, we all know about them. Um, you know, there there's move in and move out services that they provide that they may go on site and say, Hey, we're not going to touch this. So make sure that they know about bio one and, and then you just get out there and push all of those referral services. So when it does happen, you're the first one that they call. Hey everyone, I am proud to spotlight one of our premier franchise partners this month, and that is Senior Helpers. With Senior Helpers, as a franchise owner, you can truly have it all. You'll be able to discover your purpose and make your calling a career as a Senior Helpers franchise owner. 
Founded way back in 2002, Senior Helpers has expanded to become a global brand with more than 350 franchise locations. As America's most trusted senior care brand, Senior Helpers makes it easy to stand out in your local market. As a franchise owner of Senior Helpers, you'll be able to enjoy the independence of owning your own business, grow your income in the lucrative senior care industry, benefit from a proven recession-resistant business model, receive unmatched one-on-one business coaching and training support, and build fulfilling relationships that allow you to make a positive impact in your community. Get in touch with us today to learn more about becoming a Senior Helpers franchise owner so you can create your better tomorrow. Hey everyone, I wanted to take a quick break from our podcast to tell you about our amazing friends at Entrepreneur. If you're looking to become a franchisee or simply learn more about business ownership, and guys, let's be honest, you're listening to the Franchising 101 podcast, so we know you have some interest in this. And I really encourage you to go to entrepreneur.com to check out all of their great content and resources. Seriously, Entrepreneur has everything, all the way from a bookstore to the best podcast webinars and videos, plus information on upcoming events and the latest articles that seriously, they cover all aspects of franchising and business ownership. If you're having trouble deciding which franchise is right for you, start with Entrepreneur's renowned Franchise 500 ranking, which highlights the best franchises of 2022. For 45 years and counting now, Entrepreneur has been and continues to be the most widely recognized and respected authority in the franchise market. Digital and print subscriptions are available so you never miss out on anything. So seriously, what are you waiting for? Go to entrepreneur.com right now and learn more. Who's typically calling? You Because you mentioned there's there's a, a portion of this that is insurance paid for by the insurance. Mm. Are you getting more calls from insurance or are you getting more calls from those people you've connected with in the community for the business? Uh, more so with the people that we've connected within the community, like Stephanie alluded to, um, uh, law enforcement, first responders, coroners, uh, property managers, real estate agents, um, those maid services that I was talking about. There, there's several different referral services that are going to um, that are going to uh, contact a bio one owner in their time of need. Gotcha. Um, and I mean, like in my mind, I'm going to, like apartment complexes, hotels, I mean, like kind of the, the, whole, the whole gamut of it. Right. So and then when you're going in, are these these jobs you're able to get in and out in a day? Is this is a longer, longer kind of process? What's that typically look like? Yeah. So it depends. Right. So because there's so much so many different services, right? And you'll find that a lot of the franchise owners, the services that they receive or do a lot of are based on the relationships they build, right? So a hoarding job might take a lot more time. A crime scene would take a lot more time. Something such as odor removal, maybe pest droppings, those are going to be shorter turnover, quicker flip jobs. So the length of the job really is dependent on what kind of job it is. I mean, some of our owners have really, really simple contracts. So for example, we have an owner who has a contract with a car rental company for odor odor removal, quick jobs, right? But kind of some of those bigger ticket hoarding, crime scene and biohazard, it could, it could be a day, it could be more depending. Gotcha. Um, how do we find, so this is a unique individual that wants to be the technician to go do this. So, um, 
what's like kind of give us an idea of how many are we typically starting with um and then like how do we find find and train properly train people to because this is also something like we don't want them calling you back three or four times because you me keep messing it up right we want we this is stuff that needs to be done right the first time because then i'm guessing those referral sources are going to keep keep calling you every time that happens so how many people are we starting with and and like kind of maybe some idea how we find them Let's talk about the individual first, though. I'd really like to address that. I think there's, when you look at the nature of what we do, we're predispositioned to think that this is a unique individual, but in reality, it's not. Um, this is someone that wants to give back to their community. This is someone that wants to um, be the first one that's called. And this is somebody that wants to be able to help people. Um, you know, I guess you can look at societies today and say, yeah, those, those traits are unique because most people don't like to do that stuff. <laughs> um, but you know, our owners, uh, the best thing about what our owners do is they never, ever have to say no. Um, there could be a crime scene cleanup or there could be a sewage cleanup, or there could be something that they don't even want to touch, but they never have to say, no, Tim, I'm not going to come out there and do that. You go out. And you can just price it beyond what the what you think the client's ready to pay. And then what's the worst case scenario there? You're going to get a bag full of money uh, for doing something that you didn't want to do in the first place. Um, so the individual, yeah, we'd say, hey, great. You know, we want you to wear the suit, at least so you can manage the tech team that you have. Um, how are you supposed to manage people and train people if you don't really know what's going on? But most of our owners don't have to do that after a, a very short period of time. Um, so they're out there really just engaging in the community. So when you talk about the individual, that's great for uh, for bio one. It's someone that's connected uh, in the community already um, and someone that um, understands the need for marketing their business. So that's no more unique than anyone else um, that, or any other type of franchise uh, that's being offered for sale today. That's gotcha. it. Um, when I think the, one of the things I'm glad how, how you answered that, Mike, because I, I think as we talk to people that are looking at specific businesses and, you know, they think they have to be skilled at doing it or experienced in doing it, or, you know, the McDonald's owner doesn't make French fries all day long. Right. Um, nor does McDonald's want them to do that. Right. It's the, do you learn how to make the fries? Sure. Right. Um, but, and, and you don't even have to say, well, I would never want that job. People do. Right. Um, there are people that, uh, and, you know, we, we've all been in this industry long enough and been around brands where like I would never do it, but I have no problem hiring for that. Right. And so um, yeah. there's there, there is that. And but then I think that it kind of rolls into some of the support mechanisms that I want to kind of talk about and and certainly specific to bio one. But bio one, Mike, you're not just randomly wearing a shirt that says five star franchising today. Um, so bio one is part of a parent company called five-star franchising, which really is going to add even more robust training and support mechanisms a little bit. So talk a little bit about some of the, and I know there's a bunch, but some of the key areas where you guys are really there to help support your franchise owners and be successful. Yeah, I'd be happy to, Tim. Thank you. And this is my Monday shirt. So it just kind of worked out that we were doing this on Monday. <laughs> um, we, uh, so uh, Five Star Franchising is uh, is actually a platform company uh, becoming really commonplace in franchising. Um, five Star Franchising is backed by um, the Princeton Equity Group, again, 
um, you know, private equity partner, again, commonplace in franchising today. Um, the difference about Princeton Equity and some of the other equity groups is that Princeton Equity focuses solely on franchises. Um, they have uh, no other uh, entities in their uh, portfolio. It's all franchising. Um, so it's it's really great to be part uh, partnered with an equity group that understands franchising. Um, so what they do is they actually provide a, a lot of backing, a lot of support for us to be a platform company. And much like Princeton supports Five Star, Five Star supports several other brands, um, all in the home services. Um, we are um, we empower our franchise partners through home services brands. So what we've done at headquarters is. We provide marketing, accounting, vendor and supplier support so that the brands and the brand's team don't have to focus on that. They can focus solely on supporting their franchise owners through growth and profitability. And that's what Five Star's primary function serves as today. Um, so Five Star was founded way back in the early 2000s through a series of acquisitions. Um, we've arrived at where we are today and uh, we are poised for uh, significant growth uh, in the next two to five years. Awesome. Um, Stephanie, maybe you can touch a little on, on specific with Bio One, some of the kind of, what are some of those key elements of support that Bio One's gonna have for the fran franchise owner? Yeah, you know what I found really, really interesting when I came to Bio One was the support team. Lots of obviously interesting things with uh, with Bio One. It's it's a little niche, right? Uh, but our support team, uh, first of all, our president, Danessa, I mean, she's been in franchising uh, 30 plus years at this point, super well known, super well respected, was brought in to really drive lead the charge for bio one now in the operations team this is where it's also really unique uh we have sandy who was a bio one owner for mike do you know how long sandy owned her i don't so, off the top of my head but it was it was several time years. yeah uh and then from there our marketing manager who supports our franchise owners with their marketing launch she currently owns two bio one owners so we're supporting our franchise owners with people who have actually owned grown and run their own bio one. Uh, so support from ground level, huge. Uh, obviously the marketing support, the sales center that we're able to tap into for our franchise owners, uh, the, the brotherhood, the camaraderie, if you will, of being part of five-star franchising as well. But then from there, what's really unique, even in a model like bio one, is as we continue to grow in scale and as five-star continues to grow in scale, with current brands and the ones they bring on, we're going to have built-in referral relationships for our franchise owners, like some of the other brands that are in the restoration space as well. So yeah, definitely support, definitely the sense of community. Uh, and then from there, just long-term potential growth. No, super good. The, and I think the, the scalability piece becomes, you know, yes, you can own, you keep growing your bio one, and I'm guessing have multiple territories, but who's to say you couldn't have another five-star sister brand that that you that you own down the road as well right so because because they're going to be not everything right. is completely complementary but it's certainly pretty darn close even in the biohazard space yeah i don't i don't want to deviate from bio one but you know you bring up a really great point in terms of scalability and adding in some of the other brands that we have what's really interesting is that we have a lot of brands that focus in the restoration space so it's it's um it's conceivable to think that a bio one owner, once they scale their business, 
could add one of our um, our, our restoration type models as a, as a compliment or even just a referral source. Um, as far as a bio one go, we don't have a lot of multi-unit owners, um, not because it's impossible, just simply because this is a B2B model. You can scale it to, you know, a, a very solid revenue. And, and because we have high tickets and low margins, they have great earnings on it. So a lot of our franchise owners, unlike some retail type businesses where you have a restricted or exclusive territory, that's not present with Bio One. So really the sky is the limit in terms of scalability uh, for for an owner with a single territory. Yeah, no, and I, I just, I think that's one of the things and I always love about the, the service businesses is there's not the the, the literal ceiling of the re- retail right? Like there's only so many people you can, right. you can have yeah. as a customer in that situation. You guys are carving massive territories for people anyway. So um, from, from this, from this standpoint, you want more business, go get, get out, go meet, go meet somebody new, get another, get another referral source from that standpoint. Right. So, um, and then getting started doesn't take very much for this. Again, we're talking about the, you know, the big retail things, which cool, shiny objects. That's great what's it look like to get started? What like kind of staff wise, maybe how many people do we need an office? Do we need stuff? What's, what's that look like to get, to get this thing rolling? It is quick start. It is home-based. You do not need a ton of labor to be very, very successful. Would you say probably two to three part-time technicians to start? Uh, We can, because the tickets are so high, we can afford to pay them very, very well. Uh, and we purposely try to drive people like shift workers, like EMTs, firemen. Uh, I would, I personally would go after CNAs, people who care first, uh, make really good employees on the side and looking to make money on the side, I should say. Uh, and so again, you don't need a lot to get going in a model like this. Uh, what would you say, Mike, from signing agreements to being operational 30 days, depending on the person? Right. 30 days, probably at the earliest, but typically about 45 days. And, and the only reason for that is you, you have to complete training. Um, so if there's a if there's a training class that you that the new member can get into and then and graduate from, uh, it's as easy as catching a flight home from Denver to wherever you're going and Monday morning being operational um, because there is no there's no lag time. There's no build out. There's no need to do um, any of that stuff associated with a brick and mortar business. Well, and even Stephanie, as you were talking about some of those employees, right? This is like, those are skilled professionals that maybe are, you know, maybe they're moonlighting with their, with their shift. You think of the first responders might be due, you know, 24 on or you know, day on or two off or, or whatever. Right. What and, and be able to tap into somebody. So it's, it's also not the like, fast food worker mentality either. These are, they're, they're used to, they're used to some of this stuff, right. From, from their, from kind of their day job. That was like, and honestly, I just kind of had that epiphany as you were saying that I'm like, Oh, that's even in my mind, that's a very different staff than what I was thinking for this. So I appreciate you making that clarity. Cause that was, but that changed my whole mind on what the staff looked like. Well, cause there's that reality too, right. That, they may not always see pretty things when they're on the job. So it's something that they need to be okay with. So if you look at industries where they have that background and the stomach, if you will, uh, it'll make your life as the owner so much easier. The other thing too, and the reality is we're someone's best friend in worst of times. So when we're sending someone in there, they also have to have that level of I care first, right? Going back to business 
help first, business second. Uh, we need um, we need highly empathetic, emotionally intelligent people. And so uh, multiple different ways that you can hire, recruit, and who you hire and recruit always up to the owners. Uh, however, again, those EMTs, firemen, people who are in the mix and make great employees, make really good employees for BioOne. Yeah. And Tim, you made a really good point that shouldn't be um, uh, underemphasized is that uh, we are not working with unskilled labor. Um, now, us, like every other small business in this country, is not insulated from the challenges in the labor market today. But because of the people that we hire, we have a fairly deep hiring pool um, where folks, to your point, want to work part time. They want to moonlight. They want to make. 25, 40, 60 bucks an hour um, and not be, you know, tied to an office five days a week. Right. Right. Well, and I would think, I, I think this is true for a lot of businesses, but when you get your first group of employees, however many that might be, two, three, whatever, your next people should be coming from referrals, right? If you're doing a good job taking care of, right. taking care of your staff, um, and especially for this, right, they're going like, hey, what are you doing on your day off? Oh, I got a job. I'm working over at Bio One. Yeah, I just made blah, blah, blah. Like I did, I made money. I I was like, and Mike, you kind of said this. It's people that they want to be that one that's called first. And that whole group is, no, call me. I got it. I, I'm going to come help. I'm going to be your, I'm going to be your person to come in and, and do what needs to get done. Really should be a huge, like this is, as I think about this even more, this is, as an owner, somebody who wants to be a connector and get referrals, both for the business and then as you start building and growing your team, right? So um, very cool. What else, um, and I can't thank you guys enough for for all of your time to kind of walk us, walk us through this, um, but anything else that you would want to make sure we know you kind of leave us with today about, about Bio One or maybe even five-star franchising? You know, when it comes to bio one, we already hit a lot of the major things, right? Quick start, we're low cost of entry, we're home-based, we are required service, somebody has to do it. And the reality is there is such limited competition. Uh, it's it's insane, really, compared to some of the other industries I've been in. Uh, so yeah, we want fun people who are willing to get out there, get in the community and build relationships. Yeah, and I would offer... Um... The, the limited competition is huge. The limited staff, um, such yeah. as staff to start with, um, this is not seasonal either, right? We don't, people don't take vacations in in June and, and go on Christmas break in the winter. And uh, there's a there's a constant flow of revenue for our franchise owners who are out there doing what they need to do to get successful businesses. Um, you stepped on or you touched on it in the, in the very initial part of this is that it is recession proof. I'm like you, uh, Tim. I, I don't like to say proof to anything. You know, uh, I think resilient is a common word in franchising. But in this industry, what we've seen, it's a little macabre. But during times of economic certainty and pandemic and depression, um, our franchise owners tend to do a little bit better. And it's just a reality um, of, of how those two things correlate. So, you know, this is a great business. And if you can soften the message to your candidate that, hey, this is what the owner and their crew does, but here's the benefits of being part of 
a franchise like BioOne, where you're you're giving your support back to the community, you're supported by a platform company that is just on a rocket ship to growth because of their affiliation with a very large equity partner. Um, you really can't go wrong with a BioOne franchise. And it's not about the widget. It's never about the widget, right? It's about whether or not it checks the proverbial boxes. And if you take the widget out of it, I can guarantee you BioOne checks a lot of boxes for a lot of people. Right. Well, I think when you just, when you put it in perspective of, do you want to be somebody that's making a difference? Do you actually care? Do you actually give a damn? Right. Um, And can you be a, can you be a connector? Right. Do you want to build those referral sources? Right. In, in the, in the community with something that's never, ever going to go away and nobody else wants to do it. Right. Like I might want to mow my grass. I, I don't, but, I, but, but, but I might, right. I, I don't want to do like, if, if, if that my house or property, or whatever, I'm, I'm not doing this stuff, nor, nor should I. So it has to be somebody to do it. So if you really kind of have that mentality as, as a, you know, any, anybody listening, right. Like, like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a connector. I want to make a difference. I want to be that first call person. Then this, this could be a fantastic opportunity for him. So um absolutely guys thank you so much for 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 coming on i'm i'm excited to myself just selfishly learn a little bit uh more and be able to kind of share this with uh you know all seven people who listen to to the franchising 101 podcast so um (laughs) and 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 always 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 good to talk to you guys so stephanie mike thank you guys so much for uh for coming on and talking to us about bio one Thank you so much. And don't forget, next time I get the certificate for the wall, maybe a crystal plaque. (laughs) Let's not get get carried away. So um, (laughs) awesome. Thank you so much. And and of course, uh, for you and for everyone uh, at Frank Coach, please feel free to reach out with any questions. Um, You know, I think on the surface, it's real easy to say, Oh, that's complex. We need somebody that's military or somebody that's got a Leo background or or the alike. But, you know, as, as we talked about today, this is a great model for someone that um, wants to help first business second. And uh, and to Stephanie's point, be somebody's best friend in their they're usually their darkest hour. Awesome. Yeah, I love I love I love that when you when you just make it as I think most things are really simple. We just tend to overcomplicate it. Help first business second and, and be that person. Right. So um super cool well thank you guys again for for coming on and obviously thanks for everybody that tunes in um if you'd like to learn more uh, frankcoach.net franchising101podcast.net um there's never any fee for our service so reach out today let us help you create your better tomorrow thanks for tuning in and we will talk with you next week